Welcome back to the Wild Side News. And now, Sydney Wildsmith. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Highlands, it is our most powerful anthem to American democracy. But the words seem to be morphing more into this land is red land, this land is blue land, one side, one side is for you, the other is against you. What's happening to America? When we return, we talk with naturalist, writer, and activist Terry Tempest Williams about the American land and democracy here on the Wild Side News. Wildside News. And now, Sydney Wildsmith. Terry Tempest Williams is one of America's premier commentators and writers whose descriptive pro prose and poetic eye speaks for the soul of the earth through her words to our heart. Her books include Refuge, Leap, and Red Passion, and Patience in the Desert, and much, much more. She is the recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship and is a regular contributor to Orion Magazine. She writes with the wisdom of mother to her children and, f and a neighbor to her neighbors. It is with great pleasure that I welcome to the Wild Side News, Terry Tempest Williams. Hello, Sydney. Thank you. Uh, so glad that you can be with us today. You know, your new book, and you've written many books, is The Open Space of Democracy, which grew from a series of essays in Orion Magazine, certainly one of the best on the planet, which brings to print what I bring to the Wild Side News, the great voices for nature, humanity, and now a renewed deep patriotism, or whatever it is. Democracy is a very powerful and fragile reality. And you're taking a dramatic stand to somehow um, get us involved in realizing that it is ours. And in the process of sharing your concept of the earth, particularly this concept of the open space of democracy, you try to, you try to present that in a, in a new way. Uh, and it is important, it's absolutely important that we realize the significance of our taking action now. How can we start to, to understand this concept of the open space, connecting the land and democracy together? In my mind, to commit to the open space of democracy is to begin to make room for conversations that can move us toward a personal diplomacy. By personal diplomacy, Sydney, I mean a flesh-and-blood encounter with public process that isn't an abstraction but grounded in real time and space with people we have to face in our own hometowns. I think one of the things that concerns me right now is that we don't have this kind of uh, open dialogue. And if we can't engage in respectful listening, then there can be no civil dialogue. And without civil dialogue, then we the people simply become bullies and brutes, deaf to the truth that we're standing on the edge of a political chasm that's beginning to crumble. So I think we all stand to lose ground if we cannot begin to embrace this open space of democracy. So I think the first definition is that it's an engagement with each other, listening to what the other is really saying, not just creating opinions uh, where our ears close. I think the second definition of the open space of democracy, which maybe is the primary one, 
are public lands. And right now, particularly in the interior west, it appears that the open space of democracy is closing. Well, it uh, it's certainly, wow, the open open space of democracy. Our public lands, which have are, are a gift, an enormous gift, and a, a part of our extraordinary legacy, are under siege by forces and powers that unfortunately end up being corporate. There's nothing wrong with corporations, but there is a, a solidification of, of power within some, and it is affecting democracy because corporations are now taking the place of people. And I think that's a great point. And when you just look at the facts, the oil and gas leasing has um, gone up 70%. 38 million acres of our public lands are now open for business. Um, you know, that's devastating. And I think what's devastating about it is that public process has been closed. The Bureau of Land Management has been told this is a priority, and it has been at the expense of the American people. I can tell you in Utah on September 8th, just last week, um, we had the biggest land grab we've had in the history of our state. 350,000 acres of public lands went um, up for auction. Uh, 250,000 of those went up for sale, creating a very quick $28 million for the state of Utah. What was lost? 24,000 acres of, of, of these lands um, the BLM recognizes as having wilderness character. Those are now open for oil and gas drilling. 40,000 acres of those that have now been sold to oil and gas interests were on the proposed lands within Americans' Red Rock Wilderness Act. You know, this is devastating news. And again, most of us don't realize that this is what's happening, not just in Utah, but Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, uh, Montana, all across the board. I couldn't agree with you more. And Utah itself, I've spent time there. I think in many areas of it should be bubble-wrapped. Uh, it's, it's an extremely elegant, vista-rich uh, place, but as well, it's the terra firma. It's the delicacy of the land itself, uh, and that combination is, is one of its vulnerabilities. I like to think of wilderness as the equivalent of the original mind. This is where we go to remember who we are, what we come from, and what we can be. It's a place of solitude and silence and ecological integrity. I was going back and reading some of the founders of this act, their original words. May I share with you this um, testament from Olus Murray, one of the founders of the Wilderness Act. This was what he said before a Senate hearing as an advocate for the Wilderness Act. We long for something more something that has a mental, a spiritual impact on us. This idealism, more than anything else, will set us apart as a nation striving for something worthwhile in the universe. It is inevitable, if we are to progress as people in the highest sense, that we shall become ever more concerned with the saving of the intangible resources as embodied in this move to establish the Arctic Wildlife Range and further wildernesses. I think the democratic, the real, the real power of de, of real democracy is the gener, uh, excuse me, the generosity of our gentle spirit to the gentle beings. Yes, and again, I think that's all part of listening to the open space of democracy. You know, so many of the critics say this is an elitist stance, and I I couldn't disagree more. You know, I think this is at the very heart of a democratic society that open spaces, open minds. And it is at the very core of what a healthy democracy republic is. 
And I think if you look at environmental protection, you look at the protection of the health of our communities, whether it's wilderness or parks or local land trusts. Once lost, it'll, it, it may never come back, and we're unfortunately heading in a direction uh, that, if continued, uh, could put in irreversible changes. Uh, that, to, to me, as someone who, as I opened up the show, talked about absolutely worshipping the wonder, is frightening to my spirit. It's, it's terrifying. You know, I think the good news is I, I feel this country really is engaged. Um, I think we have to sort through what we're hearing on the media, and so I think we have to be really vigilant. I think we have to engage in conversations with those people that we disagree with. In my case, it's my father and family. Um, but I actually do feel hopeful because I think the American people are very wise, and I think we have seen that we've lost our civil liberties, we've lost much of the environmental protection we've fought so hard for. These are the issues we have to talk about, not these distractions of, of who served when and where. We're losing, we're losing all real discussion. Unfortunately, um, our history recently, over the last 20 years, probably beginning with the Vietnam War, uh, has been a process of name-calling and taking sides. That is the loss of democracy, and I do believe that the open space of democracy, the message that you keep trying to, to make clear in your gentle way, is that we must embrace all the voices and from that move forward in a reflective uh, action. And to me, it may take us into directions we couldn't imagine. And that's, I think, the strength of a, of a diverse society. I was thinking that the human heart is the first home of democracy. This is where we embrace our questions. Can we be equitable? Can we be generous? Can we listen with our whole beings, not just our minds? And this is my hope um, as we try to embrace the open space of democracy now. Well, Terry Tempest Williams, you're welcome back here anytime. I'm going to be doing this for a long time. I want to keep this voice of the earth alive, and you certainly are one of the, the best. Thank, Thank you, you, Sydney. Thank you for being here, and, and uh, carry on. Thank you. That's it for another time. This is Sydney Wildsmith saying adios until we meet again here on the Wild Side News 